Greeting, Earthlings. We have now taken over your radio. Hello and welcome in to the Jayhawk Talk Podcast. I am Kevin and joined with me as always is Andrew. Andrew, it is a new year. It has been a few minutes since we last recorded, which I think most of our Jayhawk talkies out there understand. It's a thing that will happen around here, but it's a new year, Andrew. How are you feeling? I'm feeling great. I think the last time uh, we recorded, I was coming off of COVID. Uh, and now I'm feeling great. I mean, I've spent a while. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. And, and now I have COVID. So there you go. <laughs> we just going to cycle through it. Uh, but anyway, it was a nice uh, Christmas and New Year's break. So happy New Year's Day. Happy New Year's to everyone. We're recording this on January 1st. There's a little bit of sadness about putting 2022 to bed because 2022 was a Pretty big year for this Kansas Jayhawk and this Kansas University program. Uh, you know, we won a national championship this year. Mm-hmm. Our football team was actually pretty good this year, which we'll get to. Uh, but we're moving on as you have to. Time passes, Kevin. I don't know if you knew that. Uh, and we're moving on to 2023. Hopefully there's some big things coming in 2023 as well. We'll get to that. Well, the good news is we're still champions until there's a new champion. And so that's good. Like even in 23, like we're still champions, right? Reigning champs until you're not champs anymore. Let's just go do it again. Uh, well, that that's a possibility. I mean, we we'll, we'll, we will talk some basketball today. We will have to talk some basketball. We're going to do a little big 12 preview too. Uh, let's, let's do some of that. But Andrew, we have to start with this football program. And football. Let's crazy uh, game. Uh, yeah, it's just, I'll begin with the biggest statement. The biggest loss we've ever had, or the one of the most important losses we've had in the last quarter century or more. Wow. Okay. Go on with that. Well, it was such a good game and it showed that we can compete with high level programs, SEC programs. You know, Arkansas is a, a, a decent to middling SEC team that we aspire to compete with. And we went toe to toe and we got down to PKs, right? Coming off the World Cup. Basically, you one play versus another play, which is I hate that rule. Like and we just couldn't execute on that last play. Otherwise, everything was pretty even. I mean, what are you, what are you supposed to do? But it kind of showed where we were, kind of shows where we are, and hopefully shows where we're going. That there's going to be a lot of guys coming back next year. Hopefully, knock on wood. Uh, most importantly, our our best player on the team and our and our quarterback Jalen Daniels, uh, and and it just going to show that this program is on the rise and. And whether we won or lost that game, it just shows where we are. And I think that that's an improving and an exciting football team, which is more than we've been able to say in the last 15 years. You've never sure. been able to say that. Okay. So you're, you're saying it's a great measuring stick loss. Is that, is that kind of what hundred percent? Yes. Okay. I'm not, not saying it's like a terrible, it's the like, Liberty oh. Bowl. like who gives, I mean, it's the Liberty, but like, I, I, I just don't want to, I don't wanna overstate it. Like it was a cool game. It was awesome, but more you're you're more program you're like the the a measuring stick program loss and the, and and where it fits. I'm with you there. I got you. Yeah, in terms of like the game itself, the game itself doesn't matter. Like we didn't we don't bring home yeah. the giant bell. <laughs> Who cares? That's fine. But where we are 
is not a program in decline yeah. or okay. not a program circling the drain. We are we are headed up. We're we're crawling ourselves out of the drain here. Would you have felt that way if we'd have been beat by forty five points? Ooh, great question. I probably wouldn't, and I and it probably it probably shouldn't matter. Shouldn't um, matter. It looked like <laughs> we were headed that way. Yeah, but like a lot of games this year with this football program, we get down big early and then crawl our ways way way back up and you know pull it out at the end. Here we didn't. Uh, it was uh, unfortunate, but that, that's okay. And we, and we can go over the last play. I think that at the end of the day. People are going to maybe remember that. But what I'm going to remember is that fourth quarter was probably as exciting a football as will be played this year, where rightly or wrongly, everything just went correctly for us. Everything went great when we came back, you know, so big. We've got the, there was that fumble. There was the targeting call. There was a two point conversion. There was the onside kick. There's just so much that had to happen for us to, to pull that out. And, and it was so exciting to actually watch it happen. And I think it was the only game on uh, that Wednesday night. I think there's a lot of national folks watching that game. Uh, and it just made it exciting for everybody. And just to be in the conversation uh, to have the Jayhawks in the conversation is something as, as exciting as that has happened on Wednesday night. Yeah. Uh, What's well, good for the program. Okay, I'm I'm with you on all that. A couple thoughts. I I will say that it was a blast. To your point, to be the only show in town during that time. It's two six and six random ass football programs playing a random ass December bowl game, which happens all the time. There's a zillion of them, but this one had everybody watching, everybody talking. Must hey turn ESPN kind of tweets out there, even just from you know whatever the 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 regular sports universe, and to be part of that game, at a six and six program again you know whatever, uh, this is not the Sugar Bowl where people are just gonna watch. Which by the way, like the bowl games, uh, you know the New Year's Eve bowl games were all incredible, and oh, yeah. and great. But before those games. KU's game was by far the best one of the of the bowl season. Like it was, it was awesome. And had everybody talking and to be part of that uh, and, and show out. Well, obviously the comeback mount, the comeback, and you said it, there were a thousand things that went right for KU. Actually, you could even say that a little bit with the uh, Oklahoma state basketball game yesterday too. <laughs> there's, yeah, there's hey, still, whatever we, we caught some breaks. Uh, let's just say the last uh, couple uh, KU sporting programs, uh, but Look, it was it was awesome to see what we what we you know got to see all year, um, and wish we would have seen the whole year, which was Jalen Daniels be great, uh, and Jalen Daniels put the team on his back. Uh, you know, people make plays when they can, and just scrapping, fighting, clawing to get back in that game at a time when you could have mailed it in. Again, it was you were you were down. What what was the worst? Twenty. Uh, what was the, the the low point? Were we eighteen down? Twenty five, wasn't it? Thirty eight. Was thirteen. Than, oh man. Thirty eight. Thirteen. We were down. Uh, in the third quarter, Andrew. Halfway through the third quarter, you're down twenty five points, and you come back and you tie that game. That's incredible. you know, it, in my experience, it felt a lot like that Royals wild card game, yeah. where the people there were some folks I was with who left, <laughs> and. Just like in the wild card game, we I was with you. We were with some folks who left. And then yeah. you start to like, hey, I'm gonna stick around. I'm gonna stick around. And this is that's why you stick around. 
for for games like that. So great. And and look, the um the offense was was incredible. I mean, both actually both teams' offense was incredible. Uh when you start to look at some of the eye-popping numbers, I mean, obviously 55-53, it's gonna be a little crazy, but I mean, we're talking Jalen Daniels putting up 544 yards passing, just absolute craziness. Uh, total 603 yards. Arkansas put up 681, 171 plays <laughs> between the two teams. I mean, just some crazy numbers, which of course made it fun. Like that's the TV part. That's fun. This is not a, you know, a 10 to 10 ball game. The ball was just going left and right across the, across the field, like a ping pong game. And, uh, but look, I, I think it's fair to talk about the final play. I've had some time to think about it a little bit more and, 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 and uh, you know, whatever, put some perspective around it. Uh, the, the coaches said, you know, they, look, they only have a few, <laughs> this is like their sixth two point conversion of the game. And they yeah. only have so many calls like, we ran out know, of plays, whatever. I'm not going <laughs> to buy that. Uh, I mean, they, they've played all season long. I mean, early in the season, what is it? Luke Grimm said, they put in 50 new plays a, a week. You know, they have plays. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not buying any of that, but it was, I mean, the play was there. Like you can't, if you looked at the replay, the opportunity was there. You hate to see the ball come out of Jalen Daniels hands. I'm not mad at the call the execution could have been better, but man, I, there's something about the, the dude who led the comeback and letting the ball get out of his hands. Like, in that Texas game, when you need a two point conversion, uh, you know, to win on the road, they ain't giving that ball to anybody, Jalen Daniels in his hands. Right. And this, this is the same thing. You just can't, can't, I, I struggled with that. There were a bunch of that punt. Oh my God. The, where we did the pooch punt. There's some yeah. things that, that, and we've gone for it on fourth down so little compared to to what feels like the rest of college football and football universe generally. There are some things with Lance that I I got some some gripes with, but uh, but look, I mean, it was back to perspective. It I was, just like that we have a coach that we can have gripes about because he has an actual philosophy of coaching yeah, as opposed fair. to just like, it's so bad. There's nothing to gripe about because it's so bad. <laughs> so yeah. like, yeah, Lance is going to be conservative and we can gripe about that, but Hey, living in that world is better than going over. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, it, it'll be interesting to see when we start talking and I think this is where we can maybe transition a little bit to expectations for next year, when you start to have success. Uh, and I remember, you, you know, and I are old enough to remember what it looked like in 2009, uh, KU football team where you're coming off, obviously, um, you know, your, your, your best season maybe ever and, uh, expectations are high and, uh, and you got a lot of returning folks and all of a sudden, you know, the, the fairy tale, which was the previous season, uh, has a little bigger spotlight and you're ranked earlier and people actually paying attention to you. And, uh, you, you know, expectations are different, obviously for KU football fans, the, the concept of expectations is a weird one right now, but, uh -huh. but I think they're going to start being there. Right. And, and they deserve to be. What are your expectations going into next year? Well, I think that this team can go as far as Jalen Daniels can take them. I mean, obviously we were on a, a steep upward trajectory until he got hurt in that TCU game. Uh, uh, 
you know, much praise to Jason Bean for leading us through that. He had some incredible games in the meantime. So Jason Bean, uh, you know, almost didn't miss a step, but, but this team will be led by Jalen Daniels. So as long as he's healthy, this team's going to have an opportunity to do some, some special things. It, just to, to compare, to go back to the bowl game, Jalen Daniels does throw two early picks. So it kind of, tarnishes what's going on early. And then the announcers start really talking about KJ Jefferson, about how KJ Jefferson may be a Heisman candidate next year. This guy, KJ Jefferson, you know, I don't know. Dude. He looked like Cam Newton to me out there. <laughs> like we couldn't stop him. Well, and then, but just after that, after they started saying that this is probably midway through the second quarter. If you took which one of those quarterbacks was better other than like the running wasn't going to work out for us, but Jalen Daniels absolutely showed him up the rest of the way. I mean, the dude threw for 500 yards in that game. Yeah. This is a guy we don't have guys like this in this program very often. This is a generational quarterback that we haven't seen in a long time. Uh, So as long as, as Jalen Daniels is is on the team, and he will be, uh, and and healthy. This team has got a, an opportunity to go pretty far. Uh, and just just you know, he went up against a stout SEC defense uh, that was missing his linebackers. So I'll give you that. But uh, and, and really, you know, looks like he, just an incredible player. So uh, in terms of expectations, y- y- you did bring up. 2008, 2007, 8, 9 in terms of of expectations. I think I think more of this is the. Oh, three Bill Whittemore. Yeah. That's uh, fair. Uh, Tangerine bowl. Where's our first real glimpse of success. Uh, and now can you capitalize on it? Uh, if I remember right, we did not go to a bowl game the next year. No. Uh, I think that was the Adam Barman, right? That was the Adam Barman year. <laughs> uh, and then that's when things started to, to really pick up, not necessarily for the players on the team, but the program started to, to get built. Right. It's not built on, you know, Fort Scott's, you know, community colleges, Bill Whittemore. It's kind of everything's kind of developing. And so I think it's it's more of a program thing that, you know, if we don't go to a bowl game next year, it's not like the end of the world. But the program's still in a decent footing. But to get to where you want the question to go, expectations. I mean, I expect a winning record and a bowl game. This this team's good enough wow. to do that. Okay. This team's good enough to do that. It's a we don't know the schedule yet. Obviously, it's early to to put you know whatever win loss totals exactly how you want to. I put this out on Twitter yesterday, I think, and I think you know I said what what would you set the over under right now? Uh, I heard a lot of four and a half, some fives. Yeah. Uh, I think that's probably right. I was debating five being the number as I was personally thinking about it. Uh, you know, like, like we said, we don't know the, the full schedule. We do know we got to play. Who is it? Uh, we play Nevada and Illinois, Illinois had a good. Yeah. I think, I think we play Illinois at home and then one of the Missouri school, Missouri state. I think, I think it's Missouri state. Now this is off memory here. So if someone, somebody might be banging their head on the, counter listen to me but i'm pretty sure it's missouri state uh and then illinois at home and at nevada and nevada was fine i think they i don't four or five wins something like that um but so i mean it's not a not an easy schedule we should beat missouri state illinois is probably a tough one and then you know whatever with with nevada 
you got to probably at least get through their two and one at, at minimum to have a chance at your bowl game. Um, and, and that's when, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, I, I, I like five wins as the over under. I think I'd probably just if we're sitting here today, gun to my head, take the over. Uh, but, but yeah, that's an expectation. We, I mean, the win with loss this year was two, right? It was two. Uh, right. So, so, I mean, that's, that's quite a few. And if you go bowl game, bowl game, back to back, I think you're right. That's the expectation. I think expectations higher than that are probably unreasonable. Uh, but if KU fans start the season with an expectation to go to a bowl game next year, I mean, what does that say about, you know, where we're at? I think nothing but positive uh, probably justifies the big bump in salary Lance got this year and the rest of his coaching staff and uh, the, what they're trying to do to the stadium and what they're trying to put momentum around the program that comes with expectations. I hope they hit them. Cause uh, man, this was a fun year. It was fun. And it's, you know, I, I think we've been to back-to-back bowl games, just that 2008 or the 2007, eight, you know, the orange bowl and then the uh, inside bowl. And then before that, I don't know if we've ever gone back to back. So like this would be completely unprecedented in Kansas football history. Uh, something that just doesn't happen. Uh, so you we had correct, that one, by the way, you're correct. Uh, the closest we ever came was 73 Liberty bowl and 75 sun bowl two years apart. We had the tangerine bowl in 03 and the Fort worth bowl in 05. And then we had the Insight and Orange Bowl, I guess. Oh, you know what? Those were the same. That was back-to-back. Insight and Orange Bowl. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, yeah Other yeah, than yeah. the Insight Bowl, Other bowl than and Inside Orange, Orange bowl. bowl. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's right. You said that. Uh, is I don't think we've gone back, ever gone back-to-back. Uh, now, bowl, there's a lot more bowls than there were 50 years ago. Still. Uh, but. Still. So it's hard, harder to get there in, in 1971. But because now they have the. Gasparilla Bowl that Missouri played in, you know, things cheese, like that. Cheese it Bowl. The Cheese It Bowl. I still want to go to the Cheese It Bowl. I would love to go to the Cheese. That's actually a decent bowl. That's decent. Yeah. Uh as I'm 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 watching the uh replay of the Oklahoma State basketball game and Cheese It's are currently plastered all over the signs on at Allen Fieldhouse. So <laughs> it's it's serendipity that we're talking about Cheese It's right now. Uh but anyway, uh, you know, it's it's going to be a fun year next year, and uh, expectations are going to be high. And if expectations are high, people are going to be in the stadium. People are going to be in the seats, and it's going to be a fun team. You got Jalen Daniels coming back. You got Jared coming back. Is that Jared? Dude, best hands on the team. Is that Jared? Uh, what a great team. game for Jared Casey in that, in that bowl game. They should have uh, got him involved more. He's a walking two point conversion. Like why doesn't the ball go in his hands at the end there? He is, he, I'm dead serious. The dude has the best hands on the team. I absolutely, every big play has Jared Casey involved somehow, whether it's a big block, whether it's uh, a catch and run, or, you know, you need someone to just put their hands on the ball and catch in the end zone. It's I'll say this Mason Fairchild, Coming up on him, Great I year. love me. Oh, what a what a year! I, 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 and a guy who, you know, we thought, you know, early on, like, hey, this guy's pretty good. Like, he can he can do something. But what what did he turn himself into? Like, turn himself into a. I'm not saying NFL caliber, but you know, that dude can go out and catch a ball over the middle. Yeah, and uh, you know, look, he. I, I think he's. Is he done? 
or does he have a does he have a COVID year? I'm all I was confused now I, with all the with all the COVID year stuff. I'm pretty sure he's a senior though, right? There's a lot to be played out for this COVID year stuff uh, about yeah, who's coming senior. back. Because like technically, Jason Bean could come back, uh, but they does. have to be all. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what he, put him on the field. Uh, yeah, so he does have a Mason Fairchild does have a COVID year available. Okay. Uh, whether he elects to take it or not is up in the air. We probably won't know until spring practice starts. Yeah, I, I just want I want us to be tight into you. I want Jared Casey, Mason Fairchild, <laughs> those two next year. Uh, hopefully, we have Highshaw back, uh, which which I think made a big difference in this team. Uh, when you got the full complement of Highshaw and Neil. Uh, I mean that that has to be two of the best running back. I mean the du- duo and at least in the Big Twelve, uh, and you know they got to get better on defense. They still need pieces there. You got to hope that they can still get some edge rush. You, I mean, hopefully we can. The portal will be friendly. Uh, we got probably some changes that are going to happen. That's which is likely to happen with bowl games getting over. There's some folks that'll probably leave and open up a few more spots to go get some folks and. Uh, you know, so far they've been pretty good at that and, and had a decent, I think return or decent uh, incoming group, um, uh, that will have some playmakers. Hopefully, uh, you know, I, I am, I'm intrigued to see what happens here. It, you know, I tell you what, what's been fun about it is I love football. You know, this football is my favorite sport. Uh, I love KU basketball. KU basketball is my favorite thing, like sports wise, but football is my favorite sport. And to have football like back like feeling like watch off-season KU football stuff like we haven't had the reason to do that like to think about it or even look at it or track recruiting or any of that stuff spring ball nothing in so long it's just it's kind of fun to just have it have it be in my life I mean I'll just I'll just say that like it just it it's like a it's just it's my my favorite Christmas present. It's just something that that we'll have uh, throughout the whole year now to look forward to and to track and watch and talk about, and uh, that's awesome. Spring game, you want to go to the spring game? Oh yeah, dude, let's do a live show. Live show from the spring game. You heard it here first. April twenty something. <laughs> I don't think they've announced it, but uh, hey, I I want to go. I like I I used to like going to the spring game. It's harder for me to do that now with uh you know, a family. But pack it up, folks. We're going to the spring game. All right. Well, look, uh, any other thoughts closing out on football? No, what a magical year. What a great year. I mean, we finished 6 and 7, uh losing a bowl game, but that is where we're going. We're we're heading upwards. Feels good. Like yeah. this team. Like where it's at. That's the Best thing we could say about it. Um, and I, expectations are fun. It's exciting to have uh, something to look forward to next year. So we'll, uh, we will certainly be talking about some more KU football stuff as we, as we progress here on the, on the uh, Jayhawk talk program. But I, Andrew, I think it's time to switch over to some basketball talk because we had our big 12 opener yesterday. And Andrew, what have we won about 600 straight big 12 openers? Pretty big streak. We hadn't lost a home opener since I think it was 1991. 
but it doesn't matter that year we went to the championship game against Duke. Uh, so, you know, streaks are what they are, but it was an important game. It's good to get the Big 12 season kicked off uh, with a 1-0 and start, especially this year. And it's really every year. The Big 12 is always hard. But I just think that this year, the Big 12 is really going to be a gauntlet. And it's only because you've got to win your home games because I don't think there are any bad teams. And if you're not a bad team, you should be able to win your own home games. So even if you go to who's the worst team, I don't know, A-State, Iowa State, I don't know. You're going to struggle at their place. So I think there's going to be a lot of middling teams, you know, uh, even if they're really good. So it's good to, to get that win at home. It was close for us against Oklahoma State. Bryce Thompson's not going to hit seven threes against you every time. <laughs> uh, but, you know, what a gutsy win. Had some things go our way. And in the second half, you know, offensively, defensively, this team showed what it could be. The first half, not so much. Yeah, I mean, we got exposed in that first half. It was ugly. Uh, it felt a little bit like Tennessee over again. Uh, where we've had, you know, just, we did not have it. <laughs> we were getting scored out on at will. They were making threes. They were getting to the basket. They were just getting wide open, not just wide open looks, wide open layups. Uh, and, and then we just couldn't do anything on the other end. What was interesting is we actually shot the ball fine from three, even in the first half, uh, didn't shoot that many. Uh, but it was, it was just a, a really frustrating, you know, it was a frustrating game. And I think partly because obviously they were making a lot of shots and Bryce was on fire. I mean, that it was clear. He wanted to have a good game against Kansas, which uh, by the way, his, uh, his over under, I think was like uh, 11 points or something on DraftKings. Uh, just, or maybe it was nine. Uh, and I was, I was thinking about like, Oh yeah, that'd be smart. And so I put him in a parlay. I didn't actually do it. We did not, I did not win because okay. Grady Dick only had eight points instead of nine. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, which how does Grady Dick only have eight points? Oh, we got a problem there. Oh, we we got to start with that. But it, well, it, Grady Dick, if we want to talk about Grady, cause like, that's all I really want to talk about in my life is talk about Grady Dick. Um, uh, Grady Dick's going to have to get used to being the focal point for other teams' defenses. And when you go play the Big 12, there's going to be pretty good defenses. So you're going to have really good players whose sole past three or four days prior to the game has been dedicated to shutting you down. So you saw Avery Anderson yesterday basically face guard Grady, keep him from doing anything. Uh, so you got to find ways to win when, when that doesn't happen. So Grady... You know, he was just not great defensively yesterday. Offensive was, wasn't there, but you still got to do the little things. Uh, and some other folks showed up like KJ Adams. KJ Adams showed up in that game. Uh, uh, McCullough showed up in that game. There's these other guys who've got to make it happen. That's why it's a team sport. Uh, so Grady, I want you to score 35 points in a game in big 12, but there are going to be games where Avery Anderson does everything in his power to make sure you're a, you're a nothing. If he's not shooting six threes a game, something went wrong. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm just saying like he shot two of four yesterday and obviously banked one in whatever. It was awesome. <laughs> uh, <laughs> whatever. They banked one into it even now, but it like he needs to shoot the ball. And I think his next step in his development is shooting when he's not open and being prepared and ready to shoot fast. And he's really good at it. It's just, he doesn't pull the trigger. It's almost like he's worried he's going to get in trouble or mess up the play or something, but 
he has to get used to not having space. Uh, and he's tall enough and he can fire fast enough that that dude in front of you is not going to stop you. Like just rise above and shoot. And you've got to be fast and prepared and ready to go. You're not going to always get the wide open look. You're not always going to get the space you want. And they're going to run plays for him. And they, they've done that a few times, but he needs to be prepared and better, better about launching. I mean, he just has to like, they, I would, I would much rather him take six and make, you know, and make whatever two, then, then, then only take two a game. Uh, Cause that's not, I mean, that that's going to be a more efficient game. He has to, he has to shoot those. Uh, no, no one else on the team. I feel that way about obviously. Now Jalen shoots seems like 17 threes a game. Uh, shot eight yesterday. Now he's three of eight. So it's still like not bad, but not afraid to shoot. Not afraid. Like he's just going to fire freaking <laughs> look, at, look at McCuller. McCuller shot six. Like I, I would much prefer Grady Dick shooting six over McCuller. Now, obviously, Kevin made one big one, but uh, it it has to. He's got to figure out how to do that. That has to be his next step. Uh, I want to see him do more there, and they'll have to. I mean, because he, he he is trying to get off the dribble a little bit more. Uh, it hasn't gone very well, uh, but they're gonna have. He'll have more room to do that if he just launches. He just has to get used to launching. Uh, Anyway, whatever. We'll we'll get there. Uh he actually did have a decent I mean, he had nine rebounds yesterday. Grady Dick did. So he was he was actually impacting the game in other ways. I think he was led the team in rebounding, if I recall correctly. So uh, you know, he was doing some things, but you're right, Andrew. It was great to get off to a good start. They had to uh you, you gotta win this game. You can't lose at Allen Fieldhouse as a 10-point favorite to Oklahoma State if you're gonna go try to beat, you know, win the Big 12 this year. You just can't do it. Uh you gotta win those home games. Uh, if you lose a home game, you know, I guess it's maybe better to lose to Oklahoma state than, than one of the top you know, two teams or whatever, but you don't want to lose home games. Uh, and you, this is one they, they needed to win and they found a way and they will remember this game. You know, obviously a lot of those guys came back from 15 down, not too long ago to win a pretty big game, but there's some new guys on this team who haven't. So they'll, they'll remember this. They'll learn from this. They'll, you know, uh, if things get tough in the season, this is a good learning game uh, to know that, you know, hey, keep clawing. You're going to get back. Um, and that that was great. Well, it's kind of like last year, right, with uh, the K-State game. Yeah. We came back from from 16 down, and uh, I'm sure that goes through your head. And and even some of the guys on the team in the championship game have said that, like, we, we, we did this before against K-State. Yep. Uh, and so it's, 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 and you know, you remember some of these happened in the past. I, I remember a bunch of these happening with West Virginia. There's, there's a couple of years there where we had to come back from big, big numbers, uh, against West Virginia and, uh, it ended up, you know, pulling it out. But then you can, we came back in some later games, like, Hey, this is easy because, you know, we, we won this game against West Virginia. And just to, to talk a little bit about the, you know, the home, uh, field here. All the home teams won yesterday, except for Texas one point over Oklahoma. So just to show how important it is to win at home, you know, there's some, some theoretically lopsided matchups here, but the home team has prevailed uh, other than the uh, Texas Oklahoma game by, by one point. So you uh, can't lose at home. You can't lose at home. If you want to win this league, uh, I just don't feel that the winner of this league this year is going to be yeah 15 and 3 
is going to be no. It's going to be a lot closer to home. It's going to be like maybe twelve and six, maybe even even worse. So, uh, you know, something to to think about. You're going to have to make sure you win at home. Allen Field has got to be that advantage that it always is uh, for this team to to pull down uh, the 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 Nets at the uh, end of the regular season. Uh, and if you win the Big Twelve, you have you're in a good position to. Uh, obviously get a one seat. So it's same expectations every year, which I guess maybe gets to the larger question here. And, and you and I have had this conversation in the past. When you win a national championship, the next year you kind of have eased off expectations, eased off at least anxiety. Like you don't feel like you have to go win the next one. No one does that, right? It's almost like that 2009 season was so fun because it was like a completely new team. So Tyshawn comes in, Morris Twins comes in, uh, uh, Mario, the other Mario, what's the other Mario, uh, comes in. Uh, Mario Little? Mario Little comes in uh, and and plays some minutes. And, and so it was like this completely new lineup other than Sharon and Cole. And no expectations to go win, uh, you know, have, have kind of a er, bad early season and then come back and win the big 12 uh, and then losing the uh, sweet 16 to, to Michigan state. when we had a chance to win that game. But at the end of the season, you feel look back on like, Hey, you know what? Didn't need to go. We didn't need to have those huge expectations, but this year, I feel like we're beyond that. I'm thinking we're having some thoughts here. You can't be a top is, five team and not this have expectations. Is this is possible, yeah. right? Like we're not uh, ranked 16 here. We're not like, oh, this is a, you know, year after the national championship, we're 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 competing. We're ranked 16th. We've lost one game, and that was the third game in a row against a pretty good defensive team. It's going to be tough on anybody. We're we're a good team. We're different than last year. We're completely different but we're a good team and we're good enough to win. Yeah. So KU is going to have <laughs> of, of any team really in the top five. If you look down uh, is going to be battle tested in a way that uh-huh. not many are. Uh, and they're going to see everything. And we've, we've talked about this, but the big 12 this year is just crazy. Let me give you something. I haven't even looked at this until now. Ken Palm, you know, our guy, uh, projects the big 12 winner. Do you know the projected, uh, record? Ah, 12 and six, 12 and six, Kansas and Texas, 12 and six. Any guess what the next highest, uh, record projection is? I don't know. Eight and 10. (laughs) What? Three teams, eight and 10, two teams, nine and nine, three teams, eight and 10. That's what it has. Eight and ten, nine and nine, nine and nine, eight, ten, nine. Well, nine, nine and nine, nine is ahead of of eight and ten. I know. I'm just I'm showing that this is but, what it has on here. Oh, it's showing it in order of current standings. But eight and ten, the worst in the league. Oh, the 10. worst. Gotcha. The next yeah. best nine and nine and two twelve and six. I mean, that just That's shows crazy. you you win at home. You just got to win at home because. Like That's it's insane. like this Texas Tech, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. They're yeah, these are all projected to be eight and ten. It's like this won't happen this way, but it just assumes that you'll How win every game at home. Is, 
and then lose to somebody, lose How to KU or lose to Texas. Right. Every game is going to be a quad one chance. I mean, the quad one victory numbers could look asinine by the end of the year because literally you look down and the worst team Every... in the Big 12 is 45th in Ken Palm. Like normally when you play a top 50 Ken Palm team, you're like, oh, this is this would be a good game. Well, like every game is going to be a top 50 kid. Pop. Now it'll adjust obviously, but like that is crazy to me uh, to see every single team in the big 12 conference in the top 50 Ken Palm. I mean, what are you going to do? Every, well, every and single game. This won't happen either because of people have to beat each other, right. but there was nine teams projected in Joe Lenardi's last bracket. It's not nine crazy. teams. And and then I think the tenth team, and I can't remember if it was Oklahoma State or Iowa State or K State, somebody uh, was like first four out. Now that is impossible to happen. Like if if this eight and ten doomsday scenario happens, where everyone finishes eight and ten, and then a couple people finish above that, uh, then maybe then maybe uh, somebody could we we you could does, get nine or ten, uh, but it's not going to happen. Does eight, eight is not eight is not unreasonable. Does an 18 and 13 Texas Tech team who has like what six quad one wins <laughs> get in the NCAA tournament? They'd have to get some more quad one wins because they don't have any right now. I know. But my point is like they're projected last in the Big 12, like as it stands right now on Kin Palm, whatever. It's going to move around. Uh, and they're 10 and three. And if they have an eight and 10 record, they're 18 and 13. And they're going to have basically all their wins would be quad one or, or two uh, by the, by the end of the, you know, by the end of the season, because they, to win eight games in the big 12, uh, it's not yeah. crazy. Like it's that not. resume stacking up against, you know, some shitty, uh, you know, pack 12 team that has 21 wins. You know, I, all I'm saying is, I, I think in that scenario, easy to say there's going to be nine. I think in that scenario, they don't get in, but they absolutely should. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, there's there, there are going to be some stories in the Big 12 this year of teams that are just so have, have just just because of the conference, uh, you know, just don't have the record. But, you know, any other conference would be would be killing it. It's wild. Uh, and I don't know who the best team is. I don't know who the worst team is. I think Kansas is up there. Uh, I think there's probably some tears in this, but I'm not sure I'm prepared to say who they are yet. Uh, it's it's hard to tell. Like TCU, theoretically, you know, there were some underdog picks for them being, uh, you know, picked to win the league. I uh, yeah. haven't had the non-conference that they, they wanted. Uh, had a good game but yesterday. It's a team that maybe could come back and like remind everyone like, Hey, actually we are good. So I don't know. Do you put them in a middle tier? Do you put them in a potential higher tier? I thought K-State was pretty bad, but I, I'm only saying they're bad relatively. Like, they're a good team. They're just, you know, not as good as some of the other Big 12 teams. That's a pretty good K-State team. Uh, Iowa State wins at Baylor or wins, you know, at home against Baylor yesterday by 15. Baylor's supposed to be the class of the Big 12. Uh, what are you going to do? How are you going to win these games? Yeah, it's, it's pretty wild. Uh, I, all I know is I think it's going to be one of the more fun 
Big 12 races that I can remember. Uh, Kansas will be in it. Uh, you know, usually you start the season. Do you take the field or do you take Kansas? I think a lot of people over the years would take Kansas. I don't think I would this year. I think I'd probably take the field only because the field is so fierce. Now, the good news is I don't think there's some like crazy separated team, uh, including Kansas. I don't think there's a crazy separated team. So it all comes down to narrow edges. And when you give me narrow edges, you start talking about things like coaching and home field advantage, home court advantage. And you got to like Kansas's chances on both of those things. But that said, like, you know, still the, the edges are as narrow as I've ever seen before in the, in any conference, which is going to make this thing so much fun. The game that we had yesterday, buckle up. I think we're going to have a whole freaking hell. A lot of those games where it could go either way late. I mean, am I right? I think you're right. hundred percent. You know, if we've got to go into places like Lubbock on Tuesday, into places like Morgantown on Saturday and come away with wins. If we're going to win the big 12. Yeah. These are, those are places we lose. Like even in great seasons, even in seasons that we've won the big 12 in the past, uh, we've, we've lost games in Lubbock. We've lost games in Morgantown. Those places are really hard to, to win games. We have to win those games this year. Yeah. Uh, Cause if you don't walk away with games, uh, on the road, then it's going to be tough. And then you obviously have to hold serve uh, uh, at home. And something that Bill Self is really good at doing. Uh, Mike Boyton has had something to say about that in the, you know, recently, uh, you know, with, with, you know, he's the only person to take two games from Bill Self in a regular season. Um, so good to get a win against uh, a good Oklahoma State, good Oklahoma State team. That is yeah, a good team. We're good. Uh, just no one, no one talks a lot about them because there's just so much going on. But like that team that's going to be that's going to be competing for uh, uh, a tournament spot uh, in the coming weeks and months. But Kevin, uh, I want you to talk about what this team has to do to take it to the next level. And I, I know everybody kind of has this wish list of things that that need to improve. But in your head, if if you could say, you know. Bill, take a week off and, and work on this particular thing to get better at it. What would be that thing? Oh, that's a great question. I mean, uh, I would love to figure out a solution for a situation where we are facing a decent big who's athletic and is just absolutely manhandling our current five. I love KJ. KJ we don't win that game without KJ yesterday. Uh, but I, we have to have a solution that's matchup based. I don't know what's going on with Ernest. Zuby's fine. We, I mean, they were playing, he was trying everything. We got cam in there yesterday. Uh, who was okay. Who was okay. Yeah, sure. Uh, I just, I just want, uh, how can at this point, in this in this season in this in, in this year of our lord 2023 we not have like something figured out there and they're still playing musical chairs i know there's been some health stuff and other whatever but god dang like it would sure be nice to have a five uh and if we uh, don't i like i think if we if we just can't get there let's lean into being small and and just you know, whatever, play some havoc, do something that gives us a little bit more of an edge of being small, but it, it feels like 
not having the ability to to score inside or even threaten defensively against a big uh, is a is a big gaping hole for this team. And I hope they could figure out a way to fill it. Maybe we can get by without it. Um, you know, KJ obviously plays bigger than he is uh, with his athleticism and, and, and bounce and all that stuff, but, and strength, but man, it feels like that's a hole. A couple things I want to address. I think Grady Dick is like two or three inches taller than KJ Adams. Just, just be on the lookout <laughs> for that. Like if they were standing next to each other on the floor, uh, just just be on the lookout. Am I correct in that? It just I, I saw so. a little glimpse that that made it seem like that was that was the way it is. But I could have could have just been the angle. It might be three or four. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and and but KJ, you're right. I, I just I do that to talk about KJ. KJ is one of those guys who you know big question marks coming in. Is he even going to start? You know, is is he even going to play any minutes on this team? Uh, that was kind of the thought about who he was at the beginning of the season. Uh, and you know, the dude is a bill self player, right? He is a guy who's figured it out on defense and offensively does just the little things and does enough. And he's, you know, he's averaging like eight, nine points a game just on, you know, cleanup stuff or, you know, a, a, a play that just opens up for him under the basket and he's just got to put it away. He's not a Thomas Robinson where you run a ton of plays for him. He's not that type of big, but the dude can, can guard. And I, you know, to address your thing defensively against a big guy, it's kind of like this interesting thing about like this conversation that goes on, you know, through the season where you have this Indiana game where bill self, you know, doubles the post hasn't really done that in the past, but he doubles the post and really tra- takes Trace Jackson Davis out of the game, and we blow them out. Mike Boynton address, you know, figures that out that yeah. you know that's what KU is going to do against you. It and helps so they, me make threes. It helps me make threes, but to have those two dudes uh, pass out of the double team and make shots, and then it's like, well, Bill, what do you do now? You know, so it's this conversation that goes on throughout the whole season. Yep. Of, can you get your defense to be flexible enough to? to make those adjustments uh, either, you know, preparing in the game plan or even on the fly. And there's no better person in the game to do that than Bill self. So I'm just interested to see how that goes. Luckily in the big 12, there's not these, you know, Armando Baycott's these Zach Edie's in the league. So we're not going to see those guys until the tournament Uh, guys, you know, elite, elite levels, guys like that, but you know, we're going to see that. I mean, that's going to be an issue the whole year about how we defend the post and how we, because we're going to have to play small and it works for us offensively. And it hasn't had so far, but defensively, how do you do it? And this team is, you know, adjusted and and flexible enough to anybody can guard anybody. Anybody can be physical with anybody other than Dwan Harris, maybe guarding Armando Baycott, anything else can happen. Yeah. I mean, I, and I don't want this to be a KJ Adams slander either, because I I might be wrong on this, but he's had double digit scoring for what feels like all of December. Like he has just been right there. Uh, he's not hurting the team offensively uh, in, in any way, but and he he's making his shots. He's got his little free throw yeah, little, shot, little, little jump shot that he's putting in every time. Punt, yeah. 
he was so bad at free throws the first five games of the season and really it's cleaned that up. He cleaned it up. Let's not go crazy, but yeah, I mean, I, I think someone told him to try dunking the free throw and he's just starting (laughs) to like, think about it like that. He kind of pushes it up there. Like he's reaching. It goes in. It's so much better. (laughs) It's like a shot put, but whatever. Um, I I haven't seen that big of improvement in a long time from a free throw standpoint. (laughs) We'll see. Uh, Still pretty small sample size, but we'll see. I I hope so. Uh, It's going straight. That's, that's a win. It goes in. If it goes straight, it might go in. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, I, and I already said it, but, but we got to get ways to get Grady more involved offensively. Uh, he can't, he can't have a game like he had yesterday. I know he was impacting the game in other ways, but he's bringing you not much on defense. Just not much. Um, I know he had a good game against Indiana defensively, but like whatever, they're going to continue to go after him. Uh, and he, he has to, he has to get the ball out more on, on three. He's got to get it up. Um, uh, this team will go, and we've talked about this. Jalen is huge, right? But Jalen playing hero ball is not going to be the answer for the for a ceiling Kansas basketball team. It just won't be. Uh, he needs help, and you can't count on Dewan Harris making 100 of his three pointers, which happened yesterday. Uh, but you can count on Grady Dick going three for seven from three, and if he's if he's not getting seven shots up, like that's a problem. Um, and I, I don't know what MJ rice is. He, he was looked terrible yesterday. Uh, in two minutes, Andrew, uh, his plus minus was minus seven. I know plus minus is, is a dumb stat, but two, two minutes of play minus seven. Uh, it's just, he's, he's not there. Uh, and I don't know what's going on with, with the big guys. I'll figure it out. But th- these are the things that, you know, we're sitting here griping. And again, it's a, what 12 and one uh, Kansas basketball team, top of the big 12 top five team uh, with expectations. And even though we were exposed in that first half, obviously exposed is, is easy when you're making shots um, and, and passing out of double teams, as you mentioned, Andrew, to make it a, an open three, still got to knock it down. And they were, uh, we'll see what happens with the rest of the big 12, but I am excited for this team. I'm excited more than anything for this crazy big 12 race. It's going to be fun. And I think people have to be willing to accept there will be losses. Like don't freak out. If Kansas drops a random game to a whatever sub 500 in the big 12 West Virginia team or something, right? It's just going to happen, Uh, but it's going to happen to everybody. And we just have to ride with it this year. Well, that's coming up. We've got Texas Tech. We've got West Virginia, our next two games. Uh, those are two good teams, by the way. <laughs> like, those are West Virginia's 21st in Ken Palm. Texas Tech, we know, is going to play defense there in Lubbock. And Kevin McCullough is going to hear it from oh, the man. Red Raider fans. <laughs> yes, he is. Oh, my goodness. Uh, so, uh, you know, I think we can walk away with those wins, but they're going to be tough. And if we can come back home, play Oklahoma on January 10th, three and Oh, Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Uh, If not, Hey, it's just going to be what this big 12 season is going to be. So I'm excited to see what happens. Uh, Kevin, what do you, what do you say? We're going to do this every week. Now we're, we're, we're into 2023 turning over a new leaf. We got a really good big 12 season to cover. What do you think? We're going to, we're going to get back on the wagon here. Yeah, let's do it. I'm ready. Awesome. We'll we'll have some stuff coming this year for sure. Uh, I'm 
I'm so excited about this team. I, I it is great to be a KU athletics fan, a, 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 a fan of the program right now. Am I right? I mean, the women's team looks great. Also beat the crap out of Oklahoma state yesterday, uh, ranked KU football team coming off its best season in absent <laughs> what feels like decades and decades of just absolute terrible football. And uh, again, a, a champion big 12, or I'm sorry, a champion uh, basketball team. Uh, entering what is going to be a blast of a big 12 season and, and with a potential, you know, to be a final four team again, this is it. This is as good as it gets. Andrew, these are the good days. Uh, and I I'm excited to see what happens this year. I love it, Kevin. Uh, any, before we get out of here, any Christmas gifts you want to share with the folks Jayhawk related? Ooh, yeah, I got, uh, okay. So my, my brother and sister-in-law, got me these like old school, like matchbooks and framed them. And there's this pretty sweet KU basketball and KU football one, which looks like they were probably from the seventies would be my guess. What do you think? I'm showing another picture. Yeah. Uh, um, it says maybe? go big blue, go big which blue we don't say we haven't said that ever. So basketball. So figure out when we use go big blue as a, as a, but that looks 70s or 80s yeah yeah and then framed him it looks really cool and then uh and then as you do uh johnson county dad i got some couple ku core zips uh yeah uh johnny o which i'm a big fan of uh that brand so i got two i got two not uh, a sponsor but they I could a, be if they, they want should to be. be yeah i got a, a blue one and uh and like a gray one uh ku pullovers so pretty happy with those what about you uh i i got a peter millar Bullover. There you go. <laughs> add, add to the collection. It's very nice. It's very nice. Uh, award for the bull game. Uh, and then uh, my wife also got me the Adidas Jayhawk Ultra Boost shoes. Okay. They're, they're, they're nice. Yeah. They've got these little flags that say Rock Chalk and Kansas and Three Stripe Life. I took off the Three Stripe yeah, Life ones. But well. so you, I'm, I'm, you know, trying to figure out how I'm going to know, position these flags to, to show off, you know, my individuality of everyone else wearing the ultra boost shoes, but they're just going to be my game day shoes. I like that. Just adding to the ritual. They're like just going to be game day shoes. Excellent. Well, let's get out of here, Andrew. Uh, appreciate everybody listening. Thanks for uh, sticking with us. And we will be back to talk more KU basketball here in the next week. And we'll probably do some Twitter spaces too. So watch out for that. We, uh, I've done a few of them. Andrew's been, uh, on a few, but we're going to try to get back to doing those again because they're a ton of fun and especially getting kind of rapid response after games and stuff from people. It's, it's a lot of fun to do that. So watch for that. Check the old Twitter uh, timeline, Jayhawk Talk, and uh, we will uh, we'll talk, chat with you soon. Rock Chalk, Andrew. Rock Chalk. I tried to tell him. Every time we on the court, I tried to tell them that we never coming up short. I tried to tell them that we came here to get the win. I tried to tell them that, that they should never let us in. They say that we the best, but I say we the greatest. That's why they try to knock us down and always seem to hate us. That's why they talk about us. They know they can never fade us. It's tradition and that Kansas pride that has truly made us. They know just how we feel. They know at Allen Field that we gonna keep it real
Shout out the bill. This for them fans that waited off in them long lines. Camped out before the games and they stayed a long time. Every dollar that we spend just to watch our team win. On a Jayhawk shirt or a new clean Benz with a sticker on the back. With the K and the U. Uh-huh, yeah, baby, that'll make you say, ooh. We at the top of the top just like we should be. Started from the bottom thanks to what James could see. Dr. Naismith made a game for man, changed lives for the players, and did the same for, for the fans. This for my J-Hawks fans, for my J-Hawks. This for my J-Hawks fans, for my J-Hawks. This for my J-Hawks fans, for my J-Hawks. And if you love it, then I love it, cause we Hawks, baby. This for my J-Hawks fans, for my J-Hawks. This for my J-Hawks fans, for my J-Hawks. This for my J-Hawks fans, for my J-Hawks. And if you love it, then I love it, cause we Hawks, baby. All them years that we've been cheering, everything that we've been hearing, all them spreads that we've been clearing, never been no team we fearing, and look how Bill got us steering, all them tournaments appearing, with no team that's interfering, nine times get to cheering, with them banners held high, and the crowd going wild, night before the final four, you can't even sleep now, yeah we at the peak now, we can't even leap down, March Madness, man, we've been waiting weeks now. If you a Hawks fan, go ahead and hold them ones high. Shout out to the boosters showing love in the alumni. I'm speaking for the fans, even though I'm just one guy. We appreciate the love, love won't run dry. Imagine the state of Kansas with no Jayhawks. That's like having no streets but trying to jaywalk. They see us as support, and we see them on the court. So we keep it loud and do our best so we don't come up short. We win together, and we lose together. But win or lose, we still booze together. Struggles in my life will change me as a man. But one thing that'll never change, I'll be a Jayhawk fan. I ain't even gotta really say it. This one for the fans, that's why I made it. March Madness, here we can't be faded. Rock Chuck J. Hawk in your faces. I ain't even gotta really say it. This one for the fans, that's why I made it. March Madness, here we can't be faded. Rock Chuck J. Hawk in your faces. This for my J. Hawk fans, for my J. Hawks. This for my J. Hawks, 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 Hawks,